My why for starting Carbon Oil and Coal was I felt that no one should have to choose between being financially responsible and sustainable. I think everyone should have the right to a future that's both affordable and livable and sustainable. We can't separate those things. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Starts With Why. My name is Zane. And my name is Lauren. Zane, it's been a while. How have you been? Um, I've been really good. I got the cutest package in the mail. One of my friends lives in Ireland, and she mailed me, uh, she Uber eats me pancakes this morning. It was so cute. So I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fresh. How are you, Lauren? Oh, that that is so kind. I am, I'm feeling great. I actually did some Black Friday and Cyber Monday shopping. I I hate to say it, but I did. Uh, I have to confess. But you know what, Zane? I am, I'm feeling a little less guilty about my shopping because today we have a guest who could direct us, who could point us in the right direction when it comes to sustainable clothing. Look at that segue. So <laughs> excellent segue, queen of the segue. I love it. <laughs> Perfect. So, without further ado, let's talk to our guest, Everett. Welcome to the podcast, Everett. Uh, thank you guys so much for having me. I'm jealous about the pancakes now. <laughs> I, none of my friends were so kind as to Uber Eats me some delicious. Well, Maybe they'll listen to this podcast and be inspired to Uber Eats you something that you like. Hopefully. All right. I'm a waffle guy, so. (laughs) You heard that, Everett's friends. (laughs) So besides being a waffle guy, tell us about you. Tell us about yourself. Yeah. So I'm 20 years old. I'm a sophomore at Georgetown University in the business school. And about six months ago, I started one of the world's first carbon negative fashion companies called Carbon Oil and Coal. And what that basically means is a portion of our profits goes towards developing projects that actually pull CO2 out of the atmosphere. And what that means is we've calculated it in such a way that for every garment we sell, not only is it carbon neutral, but it pulls an additional 10 pounds of CO2 out of the atmosphere. And we're one of, I could count on my hand the number of companies who do this in the entire world. Uh, So that's super exciting. It's been a a crazy six months. Wow, and has it only been six months since you launched? Yes, so the store itself has been open uh, to the public for three weeks. I think it's actually 20 days today. Uh, And we've, to my knowledge, I think we've, through various projects and things, pulled like 500 pounds of CO2 out of the air so far. Uh, Don't, you know, I have to go back and double check that. But for several months before that, I was working in, in the entrepreneurship world, it's called working in stealth, right? Where you're kind of building a business plan and researching you know, who you can contact and how you can build this business and making uh, marketing plans and developing materials of all kind before you tell anyone about it. So that was going on for a period of like five months. Uh, but this uh, this 
the initial idea for a carbon negative fashion company is something I've had for about a year now. That's so cool. And so where did this idea stem from? So I am a native of Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, and Providence is a very weird and artsy place. Um, there's Rhode Island School of Design is a really fantastic university in the city. And then Brown University, we'd always joke that you can see that you can tell the RISD kids because they're the ones walking around with like fantastic sparkly jackets and dyed hair. Um, but there's never been a lot of money in Providence. What there's been for the past 40 years is this kind of creative energy. So all of my friends in high school were jazz musicians. And I went to a really nice high school with like a fantastic fine arts program. Uh, and I was never really good at art or design or any of those things, but I grew up in that space of, you know, having the confidence to go out and try something creative, having the confidence of saying like, you know what, here's a blank side of a building. Like, let's call somebody up. Let's make a mural out of this. Let's print our own, you know, tiny political magazine. Let's build a, a radio show. So I knew a guy in high school who had built a fashion company and got invited to New York Fashion Week. He was a really big inspiration. And once I came down to DC, um, I was the political guy in high school. And so once I got down to DC, everyone's kind of the political guy in DC. So I realized I needed a new personality. Uh, and what I dug into was, oh, I can, I can connect with this part of myself that has this exposure to art and artists and creators of all kinds. And what's a good way for me to, you know, express that in a way that potentially I could make money and potentially I could help out the climate crisis, which is something I think every, anyone with eyes is really really cares about. Um, so that's kind of what the storm that the idea of this coalesced out of. I think that's a really unique perspective of like finding your voice and your personality and who you are. And um, I think that what you are doing is kind of a combination of everything. You know, you are incorporating fashion and you're clearly an entrepreneur. And um, I, I think what you're doing is really, really innovative and unique, uh, Everett. So I really am in awe looking looking through this website now. In alignment, Everett, with what we do on this podcast, you're clearly making profound impact um, in your community. And I do you guys also ship internationally or is it only uh, in the U.S.? So it's only in the U.S. I can make exceptions for Canada. We can, I can look at expanding into Canada. I'm sure we can do that. Ooh, oh my gosh, I love that. Me and Lauren, matching sweaters. What do you think, Lauren? 100%. I think uh, this is just the beginning of your expansion into Canada. I mean, yeah. it starts with us. We wear them around Toronto. Mm -hmm. We get every Canadian celebrity on board. That's it. Just wait, you know, H&M, Zara, Toronto, they better watch out because there's a new shop opening up on Main Street. It's going to take it down. <laughs> exactly. I love it. And are there are there plans for you to create a, a bricks and mortar, a real a real store to to sell um, your your shirts eventually? Oh, my gosh. Excellent question. The short answer is we can't do that. Um, and the reason is 
what I aim to do with this brand is, is like I said, Providence does not have a ton of money. Uh, we, me and my friends all grew up thrifting. And when we weren't going to thrift shops, we were shopping at, you know, H&M or Zara, the big fast fashion companies, because we didn't have the money to be blowing it on Supreme or Louis Vuitton or Gucci or even any of that stuff, right? Like we grew up on Nordstrom Rack. So I think we all know there's a huge problem in that affordable fashion space of the ethical and the environmental issues that are a part of fast fashion companies are just horrific. And I think they're trying to make up for that, um, but they're slow to act because they're so big and corporations just move very slowly. And on the other side of the spectrum, there are really awesome sustainable brands, but they're, they're often hugely expensive. So I want this brand, what this brand is and what it will continue to be forever is the most sustainable, affordable option out there, the most affordable, sustainable option out there. Uh, I want a brand that is for broke young people like myself who say, you know, I, I want to help the planet, but I don't have money for an $80 sweatshirt, right? Our sweatshirts are $35. It's the same price as you could get at an H&M or at a champion. Um, and I think that's really important is people should have the choice of, have, people should have an affordable, sustainable choice so that they're not penalized for wanting a livable future so that people of all economic backgrounds can afford a livable future and we don't pretend that sustainability is something that you know only the well-to-do should be able to have. And what that means is we have to operate a super lean business model. So that means no in-store locations, very small team, very efficient marketing, very low overhead. We run print-on-demand, so I'm never wasting money um, on ordering products that don't sell, right? It also means that it's more environmentally friendly because we never overprint products that don't get sold and then get, you know, sent over to Botswana and put in a landfill and burned. And, and there's that whole horrific side of the sustainable fashion industry. So we are really hitting the market at this place between, you know, affordability and sustainability. And that means that, uh, Unless somebody has a brick and mortar shop that they want to sauce over to me for free, that's not something that we're able to do right now. Well, honestly, well said. And I totally agree. We just always associate um, ethical clothing to it being incredibly more expensive. So I really do appreciate that you're being really mindful with your costs. Um, and I could tell, you know, going on your website and seeing your prices, um, I really do think you really have found a niche because people now like the new generation are actually really uh, I really don't want to use the word woke but they are <laughs> you know like they they yeah. want to make an impact in they want to make an impact but one they you know young people and they say this on the podcast they struggle to find out how and two a lot of times they say like it 
it takes money to 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 make impacts in our community and to be more mindful with how we're protecting our planet. So I really do think what you're doing is really smart. I'd love for you to tell us more about why you chose to support Choose Today Carbon Capture. Is that correct? That's where all your proceeds go or that's where yeah. a portion of your uh, proceeds go? So Choose Today Carbon Capture is a company that I became aware of uh, running a former startup that then you know blew up and nothing came of it. But we partner with them because we don't actually run the carbon sequestration projects and they don't actually deal with the consumer. So it's not a charity. They're you know a profitable business. But what they do is they're on the ground taking the money and investing it in wind turbine projects, in solar energy projects, in energy efficiency projects, in installing CO2 scrubbers in power plants, in reforestation projects, and in taking all of that stuff, all that captured carbon, and then burying it deep underground in saltwater reservoirs or in old you know, oil wells. This is a rapidly innovating field of science, um, carbon sequestration. And it's something that I, and I think very few people on this planet actually have enough expertise in to be effective. They're one of the few groups, they have the expertise to go in and do a really good job of it. And then they come back and they tell us, you know, this is how many pounds of CO2 we're able to sequester. And we basically purchase those credits from them and then pass that on to our consumers. That does seem very complicated. And I yeah. love <laughs> that even in your website, you call out, you know what? We're partnered with these folks. We're not entirely sure uh, yeah. you know how, how yeah. it works, <laughs> but they are the experts and they're obviously doing great things. And, and so are you guys. Yeah. And if anyone wants more information, you can go to their website. They're really great. They're really great people. Um, and you can read more into into the details on that. And then there's some really great publications on new carbon sequestration technology. You know, I wouldn't be partnering with them if I didn't trust them and understand them enough to trust them. But uh, yeah, that's a little bit of Gen Z humor, I guess. Awesome. So that's where we can find them. What about you guys? How do we get our hands on a sweater? So you can go to carbonoilandcoal.com or you can check us out on Instagram at carbonoilandcoal. Uh, sweatshirts are $35 last time I checked. Um, and we're doing big sales for the holidays. So you guys should hop on that before we, you know, run out of stock for the season. Uh, once we hit a cap on some of the lines, we discontinue them. So they're collectible forever. I love that. And the designs are so well done and it feels good um, buying something that you know is making a, an impact in the community. So, and it's the holiday season. So I would totally recommend for uh, our listeners to visit carbonoilandcoal.com. Cute designs. Really. I love them. Did you guys do them? You and your team designed them? We did. So you like the dinosaurs? Yeah, they're so cute. I also honestly, like, I think that you guys like have a little bit of everything. Like you have really simple ones that just have the fonts, but then you also have your logo and the dinosaurs. Really cute. Everett, what we love to do on this podcast is we start with why, which we learned about your incredible why, and we end with a fun um, phrase or word that starts with the letter Y. So do you have one for us today? I do. I do. So my phrase that shows you are what you repeatedly do. Talent, uh, talent, therefore, is not 
an attribute, but a habit. What I really like about the phrase is, you know, it allows you to constantly change, right? So if you don't like something about yourself or you like something about yourself, you don't have to make that about you. Just pay attention to your actions, pay attention to your habits. And that means that you're capable of becoming a, a person you want to be, but also accept that, you know, you're not all of your bad habits, right? You're not every bad thing you've done. You can kind of let some of that stuff go and focus on what you're doing in the present and what you're going to do. That's so important. I think it gives you a chance to redeem yourself. And, you know, you're not, just like you said, you aren't the person that you once were if you don't want to be. Totally. I think that's powerful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Everett, for joining us today. I hope everyone goes out and visits your website and I hope you have the best holiday season. Oh my gosh. You too. Happy holidays, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing what you're doing. I hope everybody checks the website and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye. When we don't give up, anything is possible.